welcome back to the Innovator Podcast, the female entrepreneur series that dives into the stories of how women founders tackled hardship and difficulties to ultimately find success. My name is Erica Sullivan, and I am the host of the Innovator Podcast, and today I'm welcoming Alora and Veronica. Alora and Veronica are the co-owners of Salmon Lance, a curated, sustainable, and eco-friendly marketplace that offers jewelry, clothing, beauty, and more, all made by women for women. Alora used to work as a producer with a focus on creative and innovative thinking. She worked on a mixture of campaigns varying from digital, broadcast, radio, and experiential. In this role, she saw projects from concept to completion with a high attention to detail while maintaining deadlines and budgets. She received her international MBA with a specialization in marketing at the Paris School of Business. After studying international development and history, Veronica went to work as a sales rep before joining the startup world. She worked at a fintech startup in Toronto prior to moving to Singapore with her husband. There, she ran the operations department for a fashion startup and was there for two years before getting the message from Alora telling her about her business idea, and she jumped right on board. With the rise of online shopping and fast fashion, they found it harder to stick to their personal ethical shopping guidelines. It was taking a lot of time and effort to research brands and companies that they felt comfortable buying from, and they wanted to make sure that they were supporting women-owned businesses. So the idea for Sam and Lance was born, a place where you have the confidence to purchase ethically made products from companies all over the world owned by women. Our conversation goes down multiple different paths, and I had such a blast having the opportunity to speak with these two sisters. So, Alora and Veronica, welcome to the Innovator Podcast. So, Alora and Veronica, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to have you on the Innovator Podcast to talk a little bit about Sam and Lance, your story, and how you guys give back to women in your community. So, can you guys start us at the very beginning? What was your early life like, and how has your story evolved to get you where you are today? Yeah, so um, growing up, Veronica and I um, had a very eco-friendly household. Um, My mom always, you know, uh, made cans, preserves, and recycled everything, reused everything. And we really had that kind of ethical guiding, um, guidance throughout our life. So we brought that into our adulthood, but found it a little bit difficult to, um, you know, adhere to those ethical standards with the rise of online shopping and fast fashion. So with that, we decided, or I decided to start Sam and Lance um, and create a online platform that has all sustainable goods. And then we both really love supporting women founded companies and empowering women. So I decided to add that lens as well to have all the products um, either made by a female founded company or by female artisans. Uh, And then about six months after starting that company, I was talking to Veronica about it and she decided to um, join right in. I know you kind of touched on this a second ago, but when was Sam and Lance founded and really what inspired you to launch your own company? I know you just spoke a little bit about, you know, supporting women artisans, but can you dive a little bit deeper into that and what really motivated you? Yeah, definitely. So actually, two days ago, we celebrated our one year um, business birthday. So we started April 1st, uh, 2019. And that's when we were officially live. And um, yeah, to really focus on female artisans, Veronica and I love travel. And that's always been a big passion of ours uh, since we're young and uh, continues to be to this day. Veronica is living in Singapore right now. But as we traveled, we would go to different markets and meet women around the world that would 
um, create these these beautiful pieces, and um, they didn't really have the the means or the, a way to get their story out and to sell their products um, to a larger audience. So we saw the the value there and really bringing their stories, you know, to light and bringing these products to a much bigger audience for them. That's awesome. Well, happy first birthday. That's an incredible milestone. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was talking with um, a woman founder who actually started her own boutique called Trendy Moo back a couple episodes ago. And she was talking about how, you know, reaching that first birthday milestone is something that a lot of companies don't get to celebrate. And it's honestly such an incredible milestone because it means that you guys are able to keep progressing and are successful as a company. So it really is exciting to hear. Thank you. <laughs> So prior to Sam and Lance, you guys received MBAs and undergraduate degrees from fine arts, marketing, international development, and history. One, I'm going to have you guys break down who majored <laughs> and what. <laughs> um, and then I'm curious, how was the transition from academia to the quote unquote real world? And what applicable skills did you learn in school that benefit you now with what you're doing with Sam and Lance? So, uh, so Veronica here. And uh so Alora is actually the MBA fine arts marketing person. Um, and I went to school for international development and history. I did a joint major, um, which has actually been really cool for the company. We have such different backgrounds that it really balances out in the mission and what we're trying to do to get people's stories out there. That's the marketing piece and to empower women. And that's more of what I studied. Um, so it's really cool. Um, but the one thing is that we always had jobs growing up and we were very active in the household. My mom didn't believe in like wasting your day away. So you're always doing something. So to us, like even starting out, there's, this was kind of started as a little bit of a side hustle. Um, this was more of a natural progression because we're always used to working. We've had jobs forever. We've worked hard forever. So once we graduated school and we kind of jumped into the working world, it to me, anyways, I've been an old lady since I was born. Um, mm -hmm. It was really like, that's what I was ready for. I'm like, yes, I'm an adult. I have an apartment. I'm working. I'm doing this. This is great. And for so for myself, the transition was really easy. Um, and I don't want to speak too much for Alora, even though I've done that most of my life, poor thing. Um, she, she's kind of had the same thing where she's always been like strong, independent person. So like leaving school and like kind of breaking out on her own and starting in the working world was actually very natural progression. I think it's just this drive and work ethic that um, our parents wonderfully instilled in us growing up that it's just, it's just the next adventure. It's not scary. It's not it's a change, but embracing change and being excited by it. Um, and then to answer the next part of your question about like the skills in university, this is something I've been thinking a lot about, especially since moving to Singapore, where different the education systems here are a little different. Um, but one thing I find, especially in North American universities, which I love, is this focus on critical thinking and challenging everything. So every time you're in a classroom, like you get to challenge your professors and you really get to dig deeper. And I think that's actually part of what we do. We when we meet these new brands that we want to represent on our site, like we we ask the hard questions and we say like, where are you getting your supplies from? How are you doing this? What are you doing? We want to make sure that we aren't just surface level letting people greenwash and come on the site. Like we want to dig deep and make sure that we're asking all these questions and doing the research. And that came in with our educational background, I believe even like most of the people who have had the opportunity to go through the North American education system, I feel it's the same thing. And being able to be creative and get that flexibility. Alora having the fine arts degree is so wonderful. Like she actually got to be physically creative and create art where 
my creativity was how can I add another 10 pages to my paper without it sounding too fluffy? So, you know, it's a little different in that sense. But yeah, this has seemed, it's kind of, it just seems right. It's a very natural progression where you feel like this is kind of where we belong. Absolutely. And I would say as well, the benefit of having different backgrounds, I think it worked out perfectly that you guys were sisters and had these very compatible backgrounds for starting a business like this. Um, I think they, they try and teach you in school to work in groups so that you can get different, you know, skill sets, different ideas. And people don't really see that as being necessary for the real world, but it really is, especially if you're entrepreneurs. I also love that you guys said that, you know, Sam and Lance isn't just surface level, that you guys ask the women artisans who are on your site, like, where are you getting your supplies from? And I think that is something that really sets you guys apart. You're doing, you know, one, one thing for women, but two, something for the environment and ensuring that it's sustainable and that it's eco-friendly and that you're giving the best products to your customers that you guys can. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And we'll often say that our site is, you know, curated collection. And, um, you know, you can see that tag in a lot of different different areas and different stores and different online um, shops. But for us, like curated really means curated. We take that time to, you know, select products that we believe in that have, you know, a purpose behind them that we personally would would and do use. And, you know, we really feel passionate about every single item that we bring onto our site. And it's a really big vetting process that goes behind it all. So when we say curated, we really mean curated. <laughs> so on a more personal note, on your website, you used to share the story behind choosing the company name, Sam and Lance. Um, and I thought it was incredible that you guys broke down the two empowering women in your life that you guys named this company after. So can you share that story with the audience? Yeah, so we talked a little bit about our upbringing with our parents, but um, other big roles in our lives growing up were our grandmothers. So we decided to name the company after our two grandmothers. So Sam was our paternal grandmother's initial, uh, and then she would find those on the bottom of every embroidery and cross-stitch that she would do. And then uh, Lance was our maternal grandmother's uh, nickname. When her older brother uh, came home from the Second World War, he gave that nickname to her as an ode to his uh, ranking as Lance Corporal in the Army. I love that story. I think that's so great that you guys are paying tribute to your to your grandmothers and what you're doing now. And um, the audience, I if you guys have not gone onto their website to read that story, I'll link it in the show notes because I want you guys to go and be empowered by this and really understand the mission behind Sam and Lance and all of that. I love Sam and Lance's focus on social entrepreneurship and that as a customer, you're really making a purchase with purpose. Um, so you all plant trees for every package shipped and donate a percentage of your sales um, to nonprofits. Can you expand upon these initiatives? Uh, absolutely, we can. So this was something that was a very important to us. Actually, throughout our lives, we volunteered. Our dad was very involved with Rotary. Um, and so giving back is, it, it was almost like a, it wasn't even a conversation. It was just, this is something we're going to do as part of the company. Um, and one thing we kind of worried about, about having an online business was the carbon footprint. So we do a lot of work with suppliers and everything and making sure everything's packed in eco-friendly packaging. But we kind of started thinking about how could we offset the costs uh, or the carbon emissions from the shipping of these products? So one of the easiest ways is to plant a tree and we grew up in the country and love trees. So that was kind of the simplest way. Um, so we, we do, we plant the tree with every 
order that is placed um, and then we're rolling out soon we're going to be rolling out our rewards program so actually the more points you accumulate we will actually plant additional trees as well so we're really trying to stick trees in as many ways as possible um, and instead of just saying like we had a good year we're going to buy 5,000 trees um, we want it to count we want people to feel involved in the process as well and the other thing we wanted to do is make sure that we were giving back a percentage of our profits to the community um, so we using actually Rotary's example, uh, Rotary has a list of very strict criteria about the organizations they will work with. So we kind of expanded on these a little bit and borrowed them. Uh, and we're going to, we started using them like they have to have less than, I think it's 8% administration costs to make sure more money is going to the actual programs. Uh, we want the programs to be funding as many women and girls as possible. Um, so it's like different criteria we're using for these organizations. So for example, actually this year, we're taking it not too crazy, but we're going to be giving to Alzheimer's Society of Canada and Breast Cancer Society of Canada for our major gifts this year because Sam, Shirley, our grandmother, she passed away from Alzheimer's and Lance, the other grandmother, she passed away from breast cancer. So those are two uh, issues that are near and dear to our hearts and that will be our first set of gifts and then we're really hoping to reach out into the community and do more small level organizations over the next few years but there, there's some such amazing ones like the different women's shelters especially in Toronto um, and we would really like to keep it kind of local to North America for now. I love that the points program is really mission driven that you're allowing your customers to be included in this process. I think that is so unique and honestly giving people the power to see their own impact is I think that's where our society is really going to. So you guys are kind of on the forefront of innovation in that sense. Okay. Yeah, we always like to um, like tell our customers like as soon as you make a purchase, then you get an email um, automatically telling you about the tree that was just planted on your behalf. And then um, you know, we'll do campaigns throughout the year. So for example, just recently because of COVID that was happening, um, you know, a lot of our suppliers are small businesses, which of course are impacted um, really heavily right now. So we offered a discount code on our site um, for people to shop small. And then with every purchase that was made, we donated to the Daily Spread Food Bank in Toronto, which, um, you know, obviously has hit very hard with all the, the vulnerable people right now um, because of the whole COVID crisis. So then anytime someone went to purchase, we emailed them directly with that donation to the Daily Bread Food Bank on their behalf. So we really try to, you know, pivot and give back whenever we can, um, whenever things like this come up. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And the world right now really is in such a strange place. So people are trying to find a way to give back and, you know, try and make the situation a little less bad. <laughs> There's really no better way to explain it. <laughs> Yeah, I heard about your graduate or I read about your graduation being canceled. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Honestly, it is so small in, you know, the grand scheme of what's happening right now. I think we're all just, I mean, some of my friends had to um, cancel or postpone their weddings, you know, so everyone's really in the in the same boat right now. And it's it's unfortunate, but it will get us closer to, you know, overcoming it by canceling all these big events. Definitely. And actually something that we're going to be launching um, in a few days is um, you know, gift boxes. So they're going to be uh, called care crates and you can send them to people who, you know, miss their wedding or you're missing their birthday or you just want to send some love. So we're, we're putting that together and really, um, you know, launching this quickly so that way people can send some love to, to people that they can't really see right now. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Can you guys let me know when that goes live so I can share it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's such a fantastic idea. 
So can you guys walk okay. us through a normal day in your life? I know I've asked this question a couple of times and the women on the other end of the line have laughed because they're like, is there even such a thing <laughs> as a normal day? But do you guys have anything in your in your day that stays constant? Oh, okay, I'll go first. Um, so <laughs> I, I need structure in my day and I know, and I worked at the startup life before this as well and I know how crazy it can get, but I need routine, I need structure so I make sure that I wake up every morning I do a meditation and I go for a walk like with a podcast or a book on tape or something and I get outside get some I know sorry for everybody freezing right now it's warm out all the time here so uh, I get my nice vitamin D outside and then um, I actually start my day around 11 where I start working but then I work later in the evening but I just need that morning to set myself up for success and then um, I actually work in a co-working space over here so it makes such a difference to actually get out of the house and really get going and then get to work and oh my gosh as you know as a entrepreneur there's so many things that need to get done but just having that structured time away from the house and making sure you get that little bit of exercise in in the morning to me is just so important like i my i feel so i didn't go for my walk this morning because it's raining i feel lopsided <laughs> Yeah, and my day is pretty similar to Veronica's with when it's not, um, you know, just crazy self-isolation time. I work out of a co-working space called Make Lemonade in Toronto, and it, um, you know, focuses on female entrepreneurs. It's a really amazing um, space to, to go and be inspired by everyone there in the community. Um, and then Veronica and I also have uh, our weekly touch base is on Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, her time. Um, and that's our time that we really kind of just run through everything that happened in the last week and what's coming up in the first week or in the weeks to come, and sometimes Veronica gets distracted, <laughs> but we get through a lot uh, within that time. So that's kind of our structured, um, you know, touch base time in the week. Have a random question about co-working space. So I'm planning on moving up to DC. Well, the plan was, <laughs> the plan was <laughs> late summer, but now I honestly have no idea what that timeline has extended to now. And I was looking at a couple different co-working spaces just so that I'm not stuck in my apartment. Um, so have you guys found that those co-working space spaces have been beneficial? Yeah, it's amazing Definitely. actually. Like, yeah, you get so much more done because you're, it's almost, it's like you're being peer chained into working. Um, like for myself, I get so distracted. <laughs> if I work from home, I end up vacuuming. I like, I baked bread today and like all that weird stuff that you do when you should be working. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's so great. And like, Alora is really lucky to have, mine's more actually an older group of people. So it's a lot of aunties in their late fifties and stuff. So I, mine's not as inspiring, but it's a very comfortable little place to work. But yeah, Alora, you can talk more about like the, how great your community is. I worked with you once when I was in Toronto and I loved it there. Yeah. So Make Lemonade has a lot of, um, kind of solopreneur females that are around, um, my age, like around twenties, thirties. Um, 40s and um, yeah it's just really inspiring because you can you can talk to somebody about something that you're working on get some feedback um, you know the walls are bright they have great music playing there's you know fun wallpaper that you can take some selfies in front of so um, it's really a an awesome space and I haven't really seen anything like it you know anywhere else in the world. That's awesome. I love that they're coming up with more of these co-working spaces. I know um, I go to college, I go to school in a very small town and they just launched their very first, I think it's called CoGrow or something along those lines, but they just launched their first ever co-working space. So I love that more and more places around the world are coming up with these ways to connect with other entrepreneurs who are in, you know, maybe a similar place or farther along in their company so that you guys can connect with one another. I think that's so exciting. 
Yeah, it's so cool. There's so many great ones out there for sure. So you guys are not only business partners, but sisters as well. Um, So how have you found that this family dynamic has impacted your business? It's kind of easier than actually being thrown into another company because you already know each other so well, right? You've you've lived together. We're family. It's just, it makes things go so much easier. And especially, I guess, as Canadians too, we apologize a lot. So if you're working with a business partner, partner, you try and like, don't want to step on their toes, don't want to shut down an idea, but this is my sister. So I can be like, no, we're not doing that. Like, no. And it's just, you could have be so much more open, get things done so much faster. Uh, But then the other thing that I find difficult is that because we're so close, our Tuesday meetings, as Laura said, like I get sidetracked and I'm like, oh my gosh, I saw the cutest bird on my walk today. And then I start telling her about my day and I get all excited. And then she brings me back and we talk about work. But then like, let's say on a Saturday, we'll have like a sister call and we start talking about work again, which is great. But like, there's no more, no more work life. It's just all <laughs> us now. Like Veronica and Laura, Sam and Lance is now just one long word. <laughs> <laughs> what is um, the difference in age between you guys? 18 months. Yeah, 18, 20 months or something. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> My brother and I are 18 months apart. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Are you guys close? Yeah, we're really close. It's funny because a lot of our like childhood milestones have been like at the same time. And I think if I think that brings people a lot closer because you remember the same things in childhood versus I also yeah. have a younger sister who's five years younger than me. So she's still in high school right now. So it's like it's it's a very it's very fun to see the different dynamics. Yeah, that's a big difference. That's like almost a generational, like with technology now and everything changing so fast. Yeah, that's a big difference. Well, it's funny. I'll talk about like, I'll make a joke about rewinding a VHS tape or something like that. And my brother and I will laugh at it because we used to have to do that before we returned it to the library or Blockbuster, wherever (laughs) we got it from. And my sister really grew up with DVDs. So it's just, it's so funny. DVDs aren't a thing anymore. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know if you say DVD to a kid now, they're going to say, what, my iPad? What are you talking about? Exactly. (laughs) So from your website, I learned that you've traveled to over 75 different countries and have lived in three. So I was curious, um, which are some of your favorite places? Um, So for for me, Alora, Paris always has, um, you know, a big place in my heart. That's where um, I decided to do my MBA. Um, I only applied for schools in Paris because I knew I wanted to live there. Um, but in terms of traveling, I went, um, Monica and her husband got married in Thailand. Um, so then after their wedding, me and my parents did a little trip up to, uh, Myanmar and it was just so beautiful. And that's, um, definitely one of my, my top countries for sure. But I think Veronica has a few different ones. <laughs> Again, like I feel so fortunate to live in Singapore so I can like travel, not right now, but traveling is so easy here and very inexpensive. But one thing I've found and is that. I, sometimes when you go to a country or a city, you just get this feeling of being almost like home. Like you feel so comfortable and happy there. Mm-hmm. And those are always end up being my favorite countries. So like I felt the first time I ever felt that was in New Zealand. And I was like, I could live here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm from New Zealand now. Like this is who I am. But then I, this is the same feeling for me in Paris as well. I love Paris and I loved Scotland and I love Japan. Oh my gosh. And like the list just kept going on, but those were all those countries where I got this beautiful feeling of being home and being comfortable. Um, and actually Singapore is that feeling too. We landed in Singapore and we got in a taxi first five minutes. My husband and I looked at each other. We're like, yep, we could live here. And we did. That's when you pick a good country is just that feeling. So it sounds like when you moved to Singapore that you really didn't have a lot of culture shock, that it was kind of a natural transition. Yeah. So actually, like Singapore is kind of like they call it Asia light. 
um, it's the, one of like the main language is English and it's just very westernized actually. So it was very, very easy to live. And as long as you're willing to like use chopsticks and, and I worked at a local company as well. So I got to learn a little bit more about like deeper into the culture and it was, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's such an easy country to live in. It's just so safe, so clean and just so easy. <laughs> This is giving me wanderlust now. That word. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the places I want to be right now. <laughs> well, we have a spare bedroom. So if you're ever in the area, just give me a shout and you're more than welcome to it. <laughs> After it's all over, I'm going to be hopping on a plane. <laughs> so what is a book, a resource, or a podcast that you love and want to share with the audience? Oh my gosh, I wrote a bunch down because there's just so, there's so many. Um, but... One of the ones that was actually, it was given to me on my first day of work by our CEO in one of my companies. And it was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And I know that's such an old book, but it's so good, especially for people. Like I had worked in sales for so long and it's just such a, it is a it's a really good book. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have already read it, but if maybe the younger generation, you haven't read it yet because it's so old. <laughs> but if it really does help you kind of if you haven't already known a lot of empathy, it really helps with empathy and kind of understanding people. And it's not just about getting what you want. It's really about understanding where other people are coming from. And I just, I found it so helpful, especially, you know, your first real office job when you're being thrown in there and you're like, um, why is Sandra being such a little witch right now? And you're like, oh, okay. She likes processes and I'm not following process. That could be why Sandra's mad at me. Um, but yeah. It's great. Um, and then podcasts. There's obviously yours, which I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. uh, but Alora also got me onto a couple, which we really love Masters of Scale, which is this Shopify podcast um, to help kind of entrepreneurs get inspired, listen to different ideas, and kind of help with any of the Shopify things that you're working on. Um, Manifestation Babe is also great. She's just so positive and helps you kind of in the spirituality, like kind of manifesting your dreams and like thinking about what you want and how to go about your day in such a positive, beautiful way. And then the other one, actually, I just threw it on here because it's been my addiction lately is I've been listening to the Chick Peeps, which is Ivana Lynch from, she was in Harry Potter. She was Lena Lovegood. Uh, she has a podcast about going vegan. So in my quest to be more eco-friendly, I've been trying to jump on the vegan train. So yeah, it's kind of, it's really interesting. So those are uh, some of my podcasts and as we had talked about actually for the charity initiatives we do I put a, a resource on here for the Canadian listeners it's called charityintelligence.ca so it's actually if you're looking to donate to different charities you can kind of look into their um, their mission they do some ratings and it's actually a really good resource to kind of just do some background digging on the places you want to give your money to because you work hard for your money and now that unemployment is at an all-time high you want to make sure it's going to the right places right people so i found that a really good resource um if anybody was interested in giving back yeah that's great i haven't heard of i'm definitely going to be reading that book now that i have more downtime because that sounds so fascinating <laughs> to me and then those podcasts one i'm obsessed with harry potter so i'm definitely going to be <laughs> one. <laughs> um, but I love asking this question because it, it introduces me to resources that I had no idea existed. And it's how I found some of my favorite recommendations. Yeah, it's so great. Like there's so many good ones out there, but you just need to be shown in the right direction. And even I was telling a friend of mine that we're going to be doing this with you and she got so excited about your podcast too. So all she needed was just me to be like, hey, there's this new one out there that you need to hear about. And she's like really, really excited. So you have another new listener in Singapore. So. Oh, yay, that's so exciting. Thank you for giving me a shout out. <laughs> of course. So my last question is where can the audience find you guys? 
So our website is samandlance.com. That's Sam, S-A-M, and Lance, L-A-N-C-E. And then on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, uh, Sam and Lance. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on today. This was such a great conversation and I'm so excited to share this with the audience because I'm so inspired by you guys' journey and what you're doing. And we're definitely going to be letting people know as you guys launch future initiatives and everything like that. But thank you both so much for coming on today and taking time to speak with me. Thank you, Erica, for having us. It was a pleasure being here and uh, you know, getting to share our story with you. Thank you for listening to the Innovator Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode because I had such a blast talking with Alora and Veronica. If you liked this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review. Have a great week, and we look forward to seeing you next week on the Innovator Podcast.